Welcome to the shit show, everybody. This is Biting the Bullet, episode number 11. We are joined with the car campit of FagCast. Hashtag not a militia, one of the fighting mongooses. Hashtag Khloe Kardashian of podcast. And lighting fire to the blunt of allowable opinion. Fuck yes. Uh, yeah, we got it. We got it. Take, take three and we fucking nail it, boys. Yeah, yeah that was a lot of takes. Charm. Third time's the charm. That was a lot of takes. How many, how many takes do you guys usually do? It's usually Dude, about three. three. Yeah, this is, this is about average. About average. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. usually. We always say you we just like write this down, and we never fucking do. Yep. Well, it's because I, I I'm pretty sure I say something different every time. I just kind of make it up as I go. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's, fun. That's a story of the life of this podcast. Is yes, just and, making it up yes, as we go along. <laughs> well, th- thanks for having me on, guys. This is really exciting. I, 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 I don't know if we were recording earlier, but I, I would like to reiterate that I love this podcast. I love the niche that it fills. So this is great. Yeah, we're we're really happy to have you on, man. Like, we're we're super stoked to have you guys on. We're gonna have Bird on eventually. No, nah, you don't need to do that. You don't need. To do that. <laughs> now, let me tell you something about Bird. Bird is getting uppity today. I don't know if you've seen this, but he just surpassed me in followers, and so he needs to get knocked down. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how I'm gonna do it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> just trust me, dude. I feel that pa- I feel that pain because I was always talking shit to Luke. That I was getting pissed off every time I spiked in followers. He would spike at the same rate, yeah. and stay about ten ahead of me. And the yeah. second I started talking shit, within a week, he surpassed me by like fifty people. I'm like, all right, dude, fuck. It's you. infuriating. Oh it's yeah. Infuri- I've, I've led Bird, but like I've I've literally led Bird. So, so I mean, we've had the podcast together for like a year and a half now. So like we're we're very very close all the time. But I've led him by twenty to fifty. I would say the entire time and now that he's finally caught up i'm I'm just i'm like i'm beside myself i can't handle it. <laughs> it's because he, he upped his shit post game his shit oh post yeah game i know no, he's been texting has been amazing he's been texting me he's like <laughs> i'm going to start shit posting way more i mean i'm going through, I, he, he texted me his strategy and he was like i guarantee it's gonna work i was like no it's not and i was like god fucking damn it it worked <laughs> <laughs> uh, so frustrating but, that's what yeah. i do i mean i i sit at work and my job's pretty pretty lame right now like i don't have to do very much and i just sit there at work and just start shit posting on things and i see well i don't start until i see jared post something first in the morning and then i'm like all right well i can't let him like start catching up yeah so so i start commenting on his and then i start commenting on other people's just to like yeah get some clout stir the pot get get gain clout i just don't care (laughs) i just that's because uh, you're so far behind typo. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> who, which, who, which one of you has more followers? I do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I got, I think I, I, I've got like 15 today just because that recent thread blew up. So the, I'm like, like the back, the blue one. Yeah. The, the back, back the blue. blue one. Oh, yeah. you, you gain followers off of that. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. usually gain on all of those. Like I gain a crap ton of followers for like some I reason. Followers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you have a little bit more than me. I have 520. So yeah. <laughs> but I don't have audience. more than bird. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. It's got to change. All right. Yeah. On, on, so on to the reason where uh, we actually have you on this podcast. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing crypto today. Doing cryptocurrency today. Because I know yeah. fuck all about cryptocurrency. Yeah, I know, I know, it's, we went, stuff, I know it's stuff on the computer that people mine somehow and mm-hmm. it's worth something yep. <laughs> basically magic internet money yeah so we went around before before we were recording we went around the horn just getting a basic background of of everyone on the podcast and it sounds like overall uh fa- I, I, it sounds like fairly new fairly fairly new to the to the currency so uh that's how i'm gonna cater it and and uh and like i said before uh to all the bitcoiners listening um particularly rollo 
Don't <laughs> fucking needle me. If you needle me over poor analogies, I'm going to come to your house and pour water on your phone. That is, it's, it will happen. It, it's going to happen. So I'm just going to just give an overview. And, I, and I've come up with a couple fun analogies for Marines to, to understand what this thing is. And I swear to fucking God, if anybody comes at me, I'm going to freak out. Yeah, it sounds like you had to make a lesson plan for kindergartners. <laughs> I mean, I mean, making a lesson plan for kindergartners and Marines is about the same thing. So yeah, we yeah. both eat crayons. So. Well, you got to make it goddamn airtight, or else Rolo is just up in your shit. Like, <laughs> well, that's how it, that's what started it on our thing. Like, we had, I had, I made one post, and it wasn't, it had like something completely unrelated. It felt like, and then it was like Rolo, Rolo just careens into the thread, like. <laughs> 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 exactly and it was like him and then sal the agorist and they were just going back and forth yeah. for like six hours i was like yeah. jesus christ yeah yep yeah it got it got nasty it got it, it got it, it, the whole the whole space really got nasty about two years ago i mean it, it, it's always had a, a capacity to get pretty heated uh just you know it's a lot of like really really intelligent people and really autistic people and really um passionate people uh and i use autism as, as you know more of a sign of praise than than than, but but it is the situation and uh and so things can get can get really heated um and i i for one am a little bit tired of that aspect of it uh but it is fun to drop in on from time to time (laughs) it's fun to watch yeah 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 uh so uh i think i think uh so maybe maybe i'll start out with uh, a basic overview of crypto or uh, bitcoin um versus uh, versus fiat or gold or something like that i mean is that a good place to start and then you guys can just pepper me with questions and we can proceed from there yeah 100 i think i think i think you getting going would be a better way to get okay. this through because yeah, yeah 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 um so so uh you know prior to prior to well you know over the course of the history there's been uh, uh various attempts at uh a fiat currencies and then, and then attempts by certain people to come back to sound money via commodity money, like like gold and silver and stuff like that. Um, and and up until recently, with the technologies that we've developed in the late twentieth century, um, really the only option for sound money advocates was uh, metallic monies, like or commodity monies, like gold um, and silver and such. Um, and the, and 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 by sound money, I mean money that can't be arbitrarily inflated by uh, by a government. As you guys know, like the the fiat money, I'll say standard quote unquote that we're on right now, is basically that central banks can print all of the money uh, that they want, or not. They don't even have to print anymore. You know, just just create ones and zeros, and and it's and it's in the economy. Um, they can buy assets with it. They can like buy, basically buy it into the economy. They can lend it into the economy. They can print it. They can, you know, it, any any number of nefarious things. And uh, this creates a lot of problems. And and this is something that uh, Frederick Hayek won a Nobel Peace Prize or a Nobel Prize for in seventy uh, two or seventy three, which was Austrian uh, business cycle theory theory, uh, which outlines the problems with basic, you know the long and short of it was fuckery with the money supply and the boom and bust cycle that comes from it. So uh, Austrian libertarians and, and, uh, and those who are less trusting of central planning have sought to uh, up until 2009 have, well, up until the late 20th century have more or less sought to try to get the country back on a gold standard. And, and, and that is so that, there is 
no fuckery or at least less fuckery. The fuckery must be ultimately accounted for because you can't just print money into existence. So if you want to uh, start a drug war, um, ultimately everybody has to get invoiced for it. Right. Uh, and then when that invoice is coming into your mailbox and you say, oh, I'm spending, you know, 10,000 a year on a drug war uh, with with no tangible benefits to myself. Mm, I don't know if I really want that anymore. And, you know, if you want to divide out a four trillion dollar war in Iraq um, and I don't have to tell you guys, uh, you know, the, the the benefits to the people of that war in Iraq uh, and all of that were divided out and sent as an invoice, monthly invoice to the entire population of America, there would be a revolution tomorrow. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. through money printing, that can more or less be avoided. It can be kicked down the road and uh, to, to the next generation or, at least, you know, to the next few years or decades or, or, or what have you. I mean, we're still paying off debt from 100 years ago. So, um, uh, so, so what, <clears throat> what uh, libertarians of the late 20th century started realizing, and particularly technologically savvy ones, and, and I'll just refer to them as cypherpunks, uh, at, very generally, um, was that there was potential with with cryptography, um, the internet, uh, and another and a number of other technological advances to actually bring money uh, to to improve on the technology of gold. And the problem with gold um, and silver and commodity money is that ultimately it leads to centralization because you in a, in a global economy you can't i can't <clears throat> effectively pay somebody in great britain with gold or i can't effectively i can't even pay i'm in texas i can't even really effectively pay somebody in kansas with gold it's just not really conducive to the type of economy that we're in right now and so it leads to some element of centralization, which can then be fucked with right. because ultimately people start to have to trust, uh, you know, central banks, clearing houses where they say you can deposit your gold here and we'll issue certificates for that gold. Um, and, and you can, and you can deal with those certificates or electronic certificates essentially. Uh, and, and you can deal with those certificates, but then at the same time, they can lend out more than they have that, you know, they can do any number of things. It's a central, I mean, who, who knows, you know, yeah, because they, and so, they don't so, have any, any yeah. overwatch, right? Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, or even if they do the overwatch might even be worse. I mean, you worse, look at, yeah. at like, 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 look at uh, everything that's happening today. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, basically, so basically uh, like the way I'm, the way I'm taking it right now is that from what do we all know from the, like our current money system where you could basically arbitrarily print as much money as you want. And uh, so what, what, that thing that we go against is that you have these central planners that can kind of arbitrarily affect the wealth in the in their actual economy outside of market forces. So depending on whether or not the market's up or down, these forces that have central control, these central planners over their current money supply are able to arbitrarily affect that. And then a lot of the arguments that I used to be a big proponent for, and then maybe you're convincing me right now for gold, was that it, it doesn't allow those central planners to affect the money as much. They have a limit to their that effect that stops them from being able to fuck with it as much. So are you about to seduce me with the fact that Bitcoin is completely 100% um, invincible to central planning that you, <laughs> that you can do that you can, er, the argument that at the very least that you have more limiters on central planners arbitrarily affecting your currency and the wealth that's in your pocket without the actual market. Right. <clears throat> so 
I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, th- so, so guarantee is an interesting word. I, I think of Bitcoin as a bit of a kamikaze mission. Um, there's no consolation prize. It either does it or it doesn't. Now, now the technologies that are that are used in Bitcoin can be picked up and, we, and and tried again. But I mean, you're talking about a delay of out of our lifetime, probably. Well, maybe not out of our lifetime, but but the, but this is a kamikaze mission. Um, there's enough fuel to get to your destination, and, and I am I am becoming increasingly convinced. And I've been in the space in, in, in Bitcoin for a, a while. Um, and I'll, and I'll tell you that, you know, we just went through a bear market and this bear market was like the most optimistic bear market. It was way more optimistic than the last one. The last one was still like, Ooh, should I just like get out and go back to gold or should I, and this one, everybody's like, yeah, now we got it. Like we're, we're, we're going to get this. Um, and that's anecdotal for sure. Uh, but there's a couple of reasons why I think that it has a really, really solid chance of, uh, supplanting fiat currency, and um, ending a lot of the uh, nefarious activities of central planners and central bankers, um, you know, going forward. I don't know exactly what that timeline is. I've seen estimates ranging from, you know, I don't know, 10 years to 100 years. But I think that if it's going to win, it's going to be in 10 to 20 years. Um, If it doesn't, you know, then, then we regroup. But uh, if this if this particular one, you know, rendition is going to win, I, I think it's actually going to be sooner than a lot of people think. Um, but the the primary problem that that Bitcoin seeks to solve from gold and the gold standard. Well, first of all, let me back up. I think a lot of the. Hold on, I have a quick question. Sure, sure, sure. What, go ahead. What's what's a win? What's what's winning? I think a win. You, <laughs> That's, that, that's a great that's question. A it's a toughie. That, that's a great question. I, I think that that most people would say a win is um, a lot of people talk about hyper Bitcoinization. I, I think most people would say that a win is Bitcoin becoming global money. Okay. Um, I I'll take my wins as they come. Mm-hmm. I already think there have been some wins. For instance, I I think that the idea um, that in the last month, even there have been congressmen and presidents talking about the fact that fiat money can't last and the problems with it. Now they don't think that they're outlining the problems of it, but if you read what they're saying, they're outlining the problems with it. Now that's a win. Senator like just recently this last week that was like, I I fully endorse Bitcoin. I think it's a great idea because it, 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 and it was, a, I thought it was interesting. Because from my home Republican. state. Was it from really? my home state. Yeah. Yeah, from yeah, North Carolina, a, I think. Yeah, yeah that was not, crazy. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, the thing that's gotten me way more interested in Bitcoin all of a sudden is the fact that the lizard people in the government <laughs> are on the other side of that are actually scared of this thing. When you have somebody yeah. within the government that's literally saying that this outside currency is a threat to our dollar. Yes. It's a threat to our power. That that makes me a very interested human being. Like, yeah, I'm, man. I'm, yeah. Now, that, and then when now, you have somebody like President Trump saying the same thing, too, it's just like, all right, now this is like, like it's 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 affecting yeah, people exactly it's scaring the right people and 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 that's actually what got me interested in at first the 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 first time that i was interested was when i was reading about the because i i was a libertarian at the time and obviously like you could not read uh you know i, I was on reddit you know maybe this was probably in 2010 11 12 and you couldn't be on there without reading about bitcoin and i and i saw the russ Ulbricht case and that's what inspired me to really get involved because i was like holy oh, shit they're yeah. scared like that the, there is a reason 
that they're scared about this. And so that's what really got me to start reading more about it. And then I, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't take the next steps of getting truly, truly, um, truly, truly dedicating myself to really understanding it, which is a lot, you know, which is an ongoing process. It's not like you ever really <laughs> achieve full. Yeah. It's just such a bottomless pit of, of, of like information. You can lose yourself in any one direction. Yeah. That was, that was going to be like my main thing. Like what, what actually is crypto like currencies? Like, what are they? <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, man. I, I, you keep hearing things like, especially for us. Cause honestly, we're, I mean, it, you, it took us forever to even try and figure out how to start a podcast. So talk, <laughs> hearing, hearing things like blockchain and, you know, the, uh, I don't know. Like, there was like the twelve was it big, white paper, whatever. White paper. White, what the white fuck papers. is a white paper? Yeah, like all these, all these terms. And I, I don't need you to go in and be like, start defining terms for me because that's mostly stuff that I should just do on my own. But you know, like a, a general overview of like what, a, like obviously it's not a physical thing, but it, it has some kind of paper trail or some kind of thing what's, associated what's giving this to thing it. That, what's giving this thing its value? Well, yeah, is that just trust in it or, or what? Well, what no, I mean, of... you know, the, the, what gives, you know, each individual gives it its value, right? Like value okay, subjective. So like each, each individual, but it has properties that can be valued. Um, uh, for one is that you, you know, you can, you can uh, transmit value sense without censorship, um, without, uh, 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 you know, potentially a, kind of anonymously I, that's a little bit of a gray area right now um yeah. you can do it instantly or it'll at least appear instantly and then be confirmed within some reasonable amount of time um and uh you can do it globally um with you know to anyone uh without any kyc know your customer laws or or anti-money laundering laws or anything like that anybody can have access to this thing without anyone's permission um what uh, part of, you know, to kind of angle into what your question is, um, those, those properties make it valuable. Uh, and wow. then, and then it, it's, it's kind of tied to the physical world through the act of mining. Uh, and mining is the expenditure of uh, capital through electricity. Um, in order to transfer that capital into this currency. Um, and, and I, and, and there's probably a lot of people that could say that that could state that a lot more eloquently than I can. Um, but that is, that that's kind of the system that we're working with is this, it's this, this ability to transfer value anywhere you want without anybody's permission. Um, and, and the fact that there is a limited number of Bitcoins, they must be mined. Um, using real world electricity, uh, all of this brings the system value. Got it. Uh, okay. And I bet that Rolo could probably do a much more eloquent <laughs> job of 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 kind of rounding that out than I can. Oh, you you're just you're just giving me the 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 freaking general idea. I'll just DM his ass and ask questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peppers. Yeah. We're just gonna we're gonna put him in a group chat and just annoy the fuck out of him for like <laughs> a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. No, he'll dude. Rolo will will re respond to any dm you give him about bitcoin i i guarantee you that i guarantee for, you i don't know who we're talking about we're talking about rollo from the uh, rollo and slappy show it's another yeah. great little libertarian podcast that's out there i was that was my first podcast experience was being on is that show. right yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that was your first podcast yeah. that was a great podcast i think we had you on like right after that yeah, yeah it was we, like a, like right after we uh i think they they rollo and slappy were probably i mean they've been going forever they've been going longer than us 
Uh, they they were probably the first. I hesitate to say this in case I'm overlooking somebody, but I think we had them on in the first ten episodes, and probably the first people that we had like you know a recurring relationship with. Now we're you know me, Rollo, and Slappy and Bird are are you know super close. We're on yeah text right, you got, or whatever. You guys, you guys are all awesome, and I like I love it when you guys go on each other's show. It's always yeah, a good time. I appreciate we yeah we we haven't done a crossover <laughs> in, in a minute. Uh, we need to do that. Yeah, you need to pump that shit back out. Yeah, <laughs> I know you've been having Aaron. You've been having Aaron on, and I always I always enjoy. That. I know. <laughs> and, the, the motherfucker. So like I I didn't I hadn't been able I hadn't listened to the uh, the the moose. Oh, the moose mindset. Yeah, the moose, moose mindset. mindset. <laughs> but I listened to it like I either I think it was like yesterday or the day before. And I was just dying laughing at Aaron. <laughs> Dude, and Aaron is a nut job, man. I know. He's <laughs> awesome. He's going to – we want like we want to have him on one time. Oh, you got to have him on. Because uh, yeah. I think I think it would just make the show hilarious. Get a little, he's, get a little semen into our podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's been on our show like – he's like practically a co-host at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love that. You're, like I'm even rooting for him to be homeless now. Like, yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Be a statistic. Be <laughs> under the fucking bridge with a needle in your arm god damn it just like this country wants you to <laughs> it's so great it's so great and then the whole the whole fag merch and i was like i am so behind this like, i do not what? listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah that was so great and then the the whole thing about the what is childerberg investigate childerberg and the the story about the people looking at you from across earth oh yeah yeah, yeah. The shirt. i <laughs> was, was dying laughing because like because jake dude jacob is a big dude i mean he's he's like six six or six five and like built you know and yeah so he's just towering over people with this goofy ass investigation <laughs> <laughs> we were like look at that <laughs> that is awesome so funny you were, you were at, you're the one that was at Childeberg, right, Car, not Bird? I, yeah, Bird couldn't make it, but I was down there. Yeah, well, we heard from Theodore, the crowdfunding government yeah. guy. He said that uh, everyone knows about our podcast. Oh, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. People be people be talking about us and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys are big ahead. That's what I was saying before we started recording, man. Like, you guys feel like such a cool niche, and, and, uh, and it's it's just it's great that you guys are doing it. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, everybody, like, Everybody in our close circle knows about you guys for sure. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's that, uh, that actually well, kind of surprises me because I mean, uh, there's a lot of veterans I know that fucking hate the government, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised nobody's like really done it. And we we were talking, uh, Jared and I were talking about it, and there's like you know there's a few vets that like kind of do libertarian things, but they're kind of just they don't they're like the I don't know like the officers like we don't like we're enlisted yeah. and we don't really don't really like the officers. I mean, there's a there's a few that we like now that we've met since yeah. we've been out and stuff, but like, they just kind of, it's always been like a very divided thing. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of how the ones that are libertarians kind of act. And then it just doesn't like the people that would really get this stuff. And especially our podcast are like the enlisted, like really messed up dudes that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, live the, in a the, van the, down by the river and they just have a phone. The facts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. All the facts. <laughs> well, I think it, I think it's also because like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of veterans that like kind of still think like, uh, I mean, like me and Luke say we're pretty much anarchists and Jared's a minarchist, but there's still a lot of veterans that are Always like tossing that dig in, huh? 
typo. Yeah. Oh, that. Then I just oh, gotta yeah. remind everybody oh, yeah. that I'm a dirty state. <laughs> you gotta remind them of the pecking order. Yeah. yeah. You gotta. Cool, I gotta. I gotta let them know that me and Luke are at the top, and he's right below. <laughs> We're better yeah, right than you. Down at the bottom with all the other commies. <laughs> <laughs> But like I don't know I think I think there's a lot of veterans that somehow still think there's good in the military and in like even police like there's a lot of veterans that support police still like they can't do no wrong type thing. I I I am fully willing to talk to somebody who believes there's still some good in the military than those dipshit blue line guys. Like Jesus Christ. Those guys are that- are Oh, yeah. That's the funny thing about those, like, few vets uh, that, like, say, like, oh, yeah, the military is great. If you actually, like, talk to them in a one-on-one personal conversation yeah. about their experiences in the military, they just shit on it the whole time. Yeah, like, I know. That guy I, was a fucking idiot. This dude was in charge of me. I did this stupid shit. Yeah. That was stupid. That was dumb. Yep. But then it's like, oh, but then if you ask them as, like, kind of, like, an outside of the box, like, just meeting them, like, oh, you were a Marine. That's cool. And they're like, yeah, man, I served my country. It was great. And yeah. then three years later, they're talking about how they hated their fucking lives for four years. Well, in a like, band down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I think that what you guys are doing is really important because because I can't I can't do that. I I I can't do that. I can't I can't come in and I'd, or I mean I can, but it just it's it's not very effective for me to come in and be like, oh yeah, the military is fucking stupid. All oh, you guys are stupid. You know, like I just can't. I can't speak, and I can't speak the language. I can't. I can't. I mean, my dad is a veteran, and and so like to some degree, I've had you know whatever if you're raised by a veteran there's certain things yeah that, you know you go through and 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 whatever but um you know i i, I didn't go through I, I i i don't know the language and so it's it's great to have uh some some folks out there that are that are that are you know it's not it's, it's not about it's not about like you know calling people out as dickheads except for that one thin blue line guy we were all talking to today. <laughs> yeah fuck him i don't need him definitive dickhead but uh but it's it's it, you know it's just about speaking that language and being like yo investigate uh you know investigate childerberg investigate childerberg <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i'm so stoked for that next year it's yeah I can't wait awesome. we're fucking excited for anybody that doesn't know mr uh car campy here with a few other select individuals created a basically troll for the libertarian convention in fucking texas that, that's what i'm taking it as <laughs> Like I'm gonna set up my own thing right next to you guys because fuck you. That's oh yeah, dude. I can't. I can't wait. I, we we definitely need to have like a map, like a, a strategical map of where everybody's <laughs> camping, where everybody's love the mongooses and the. Uh... Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god, that's dude, gonna I, be... They'll be the. I listen to the. We'll ask everybody: mongoose section or non-mongoose? Section. Yeah, yeah, mongoose. Yeah, it's like a smoking or non-smoking back in the nineties. Like, <laughs> mongoose well, or like, non-mongoose? Well, it's just I, like a giant fire pit on one side, and then like it's all dark on the other side. You don't go over there <laughs> you guys want to have gay sex at 3 a.m or not have gay sex at 3 a.m. okay when, dude, I okay not to, uh... okay non-mongoose okay. <laughs> you're not a fag all right get out of here <laughs> the fuck out of my face with that heterosexual bullshit <laughs> oh you brought dude, your girlfriend okay non-mongoose yeah. <laughs> stay the hell away from over here when I, I listened to the this uh dave smith episode where scott horton was on and yeah. he was like talking about like oh, I think I'm gonna go to Childeberg this year, and, was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get. Well, if it's got Scott's attention, I should be fucking going to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I had to bail last minute, but yeah, it would have been. He was gonna bring his boat. It was gonna be fucking. Cool oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. hang out with Scott Horton on his boat. I could oh, yeah, no. right there. It'd be perfect. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, you get. You guys gotta have him on, man. Oh yeah, he That's followed cool. me on Twitter, and I geeked out about it for like twelve hours. I was like, "Oh my god, guys! Scott Horton followed me on Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, yeah, he's rad. Uh, he's he's a great guy. Great guy. 
Yeah. All right. So now that we went on our rant, <laughs> yeah. first, first of first many. Tangent, first, know, first tangent. First going completely off course. All right. I, I'm yeah. back to trying to get back on. Okay. Um, yeah. Where, where, where do we need to pick up? Um, I think the last thing I had asked was we were talking about blockchain and things like that. Things like okay. that. Okay. So maybe I'll just explain to you what blockchain is. Yeah. So. Please. The, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Even here? Is that? Please. please. <laughs> but it sounded like so defeated. Like, please, please, please tell me. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so basically, what this is is uh, I, again, it's a cliche, but it's a distributed ledger. So you can just imagine that there are uh, about well, we don't exactly know how many, but let's just say use the number ten thousand um, accountants that are distributed around the world, and. As soon as one accountant hears about an incoming transaction, he tells all the other accountants, basically instantly. I mean, just through software. Um, and all of these accountants keep track of all of the transactions that that happen on the Bitcoin network. Um, so you need to hook up with one of these accountants. And, and if you want to send a transaction across the network, you just send it to one of those accountants and he informs everyone else. And all of these accountants are responsible for keeping an up-to-date ledger of each Bitcoin. And the blockchain traces back every transaction to its original point of origin. So you, you, when I talk about mining, miners secure the network and they're rewarded for it. And when they secure, what, what I mean by secure the network is they, uh, they confirm transactions that people are submitting to the accountants. Um, they do this by solving cryptographic puzzles, and for that, they are rewarded. Now, right now, they are rewarded with a block subsidy, and that and and uh, right now, I think it is 25, 12 and a half bitcoins per block, and they get to keep the transaction fees uh, of everybody that is that is wanting to send the transaction. So here is the first analogy. Now that may have been a lot of mumbo jumbo, and you guys might be a little bit lost. I'm looking across. I'm least. looking across the crowd. Everybody's <laughs> looking a little. <laughs> I understood at least fifteen percent of okay. those words. Okay. So, we're off so here's my analogy, and I'm gonna re <laughs> type. <up. laughs> here's here's the analogy. I'm I'm and I'm gonna reiterate that if Rolo needles me about this, I'm I'm just gonna fucking lose it and buy a plane ticket <laughs> so, to Philly. You already know that he's gonna needle you about. Oh it. yeah, I know. He's I know. Saying it. <laughs> All right, so here, here is the analogy, right? Is that when you want to transmit value over this network, when you want to make a payment, so let's say, Luke, you want to buy an AK-47 from Jared, right? It's 500 bucks, say. So it, so, or let's just say it's one Bitcoin, like for, just for- Just to yeah, make it easy. So, so you want to transfer one Bitcoin over the network to Jared for this AK-47. Basically, what you're doing is you're lining up at a bus stop. You want access to this uh, uh, to the network, and there's a bus driver that is waiting to confirm your tra transaction. He does that by letting you on the bus to take you down to the, your destination. And that's the accountant. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And and um, I, I'm kind of simplifying this, but but I think it'll help you guys out. So 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 the 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 so um, that you have to compete with everybody else at the bus stop to get on that bus, right? Now, you don't necessarily need to get on the first bus, probably. You guys live together, right? You, it doesn't need to, you don't need to be on the next bus. You can be on the second bus or third bus or fourth bus. And so maybe you don't have to pay as much. But to be on that next bus, you need to hold up a certain amount of money and the bus driver will see it and say, okay, come on board, right? Okay. That's, a, that's a market. That's a, that's a fee market to be confirmed in the next block or the next bus, 
the, okay. the each bus is a block um so uh man i i i'm really hoping this is an allergy is as good as i thought it was when i was playing volleyball earlier. <laughs> uh, so so over the course so there there according to the software the the bitcoin protocol there should be a bus every 10 minutes roughly uh and there will be a crowd a, a global crowd of people that want their transaction included in that bus some of them are willing to pay higher fees some of them are willing to pay lower fees um and so naturally that bus driver is probably going to select all of the people with the higher fees. Right. Um, and he'll take, let's say he has 20 spots in the seat. So he'll take the guy that's offering 20 bucks, 19 bucks, 18 bucks, 17, all the way, you know, all the way down the guys that are offering five cents. Maybe they don't get on that time, but maybe the next time they want to get on when there's not a crowd around, they'll get on. No problem. Okay. So the reason that they, Oh, and okay. So the bus driver gets all of those fees from the people that are waving their money in the air to get confirmed on the next block so that uh, Jared can hand you the AK-47. Okay, so he's the miner. The bus driver is the miner, right? Uh, I'm kind of combining two, okay, two things. Okay. So it's, okay, I get what you're going. I'll, I get I'll, you're I'll, going. I'll parse it out afterwards, but but okay. uh, yeah, that I'm kind of combining nodes and miners, but but yeah, so, so but you're, but you're clearly on the right track. Um, so, so basically, I can't remember who was buying the AK-47 from whom, but I was buying the AK-47 from Jared. From Jared, okay. So Jared, will, for me. Come on. <laughs> Jared, Jared will want to wait for that transaction to confirm because it's not official until that bus driver's taken it to its destination. Right. He'll want to wait for that to confirm in order to hand you the AK-47. Right. Um, that way, he knows that it can't be pulled out before it gets on the bus and confirmed, and and so nobody gets ripped off. So you know he waits for it to be confirmed. Now. Right now, uh, the the driver, he, he comes away, he's incentivized to drive that bus for two reasons. The first reason is transaction fees. So everybody holding up their money and he's incentivized by a block, subs a, 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 a block subsidy. Um, and what that is, is uh, a, this is how the currency is issued. So with each block, new Bitcoins are mined or minted that never were in existence before. The block subsidy started at 50 Bitcoins per block, which happens every 10 minutes. And then every certain amount of blocks, which lines up approximately with every four years, it's cut in half. So the first block reward having came in 2012 and it, and it divided from 50 to 25. And then in 2016, it divided to 12 and a half, which is where we're at now, I'm pretty sure. And then the next one is going to be in 2020, where it's going to go to six and a quarter. So... The reason this is, is because we want to create a non-inflationary currency, no printing, right? Like we have in our bullshit fiat. Eventually you want the supply to be capped. So what they did was they created this like esque or like, like, um, fuck, I don't even remember the, like the, the <laughs> curve name, but, but, but basically where a lot of Bitcoins would be issued initially in order right. to incentivize the miners without the transaction fees, because they knew that the, the, the traffic on the network would not be that big. And then in, over time, the block subsidies come down, they decrease in hopes that more people are going to be using the network and bidding on that block space. So you kind of does so kind of like an exponential curve where yes, where exactly, exactly. More, so the less that they're the block subsidies, right? Is that yep. what you said? Mm -hmm. There'd be less block subsidies because yes. it's divided, but there will be more people buying into it, hopefully, which right. has happened well, so far. Which has yeah, happened so far. That's yeah. what the goal of it is. Yes. Is yes. So then once it's, you know, 0.25, yeah. it doesn't really matter because right. there's and, 
a global market of yeah. 7 million people or 7 billion people that are bidding it. on that block space. Got it. So yeah. if, 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 by the way, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're meeting the demand for the actual currency without inflating the supply of said currency. Yeah. Yeah. You can think, yes. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So over time, as more and more people come into the currency, um, and okay, okay, and uh, so yes, to, to, as more and more people come into the currency, the bus driver is is increasingly subsidized by tri by by transaction fees and less uh, subsidized by block rewards. Mm -hmm. And just to give you an idea, I th I think about eighty three percent of bitcoins have been mined. So it's it, it's more or less we're we're kind of getting towards the flattening of the curve. Uh, after the after the after the block having in 2020 in May of 2020, uh, the the inflation rate will actually be less than that of gold. I think it'll be 1.89 percent or something like that. Okay. So because um, it'll be six and a quarter bitcoins per block. So so um, and it, now I'm going to get into um, why that's important. So you want when you're buying that AK-47 you want that bus driver to get to his destination safely. You want him to get there safely and not be pulled over by highwaymen and robbed, right? Fucking pirates. Yeah, you don't want him to be robbed by pirates. pirates. Man. You, don't, you don't need any highwaymen robbing him uh, because that means that you lost your money and you don't get your AK-47. Right. Right. It, it's a disruption to the whole thing. Not to mention the other people on the bus. So it's a, it's a very disruptive problem is when mm. is when the blocks don't get or when the transactions don't get to where they need to go safely. So you can kind of think, and this is the analogy that I kind of made, you can think of um you you can think of the money that the bus driver collects, both by block subsidy and transaction fee, as his uh budget for arming himself. So if there is, if he is able to collect five hundred dollars by both block subsidy and transaction fee, maybe he can buy a shitty AR fifteen, like a yeah. used AR fifteen. If he has ten thousand dollars to work with, maybe maybe he's got a fifty cal up on the top of that thing. Yeah, you know, if he's got. <laughs> If he's got a hundred thousand dollars to work with, we got some motherfucking nukes. No, we got some fire. We got, we got some fire. That guy. That guy's getting to where he wants to go, right? So yeah. it is very, very important. It is critical. It is the the utmost importance is for that bus driver to consistently be able to get to where he needs to go. Otherwise, you have no faith in the network and people abandon it. That is the primary. That is the the primary goal is security. You need that guy armed to the fucking teeth and ready to fight. So, so that is that is what um, this this process is. Uh, the the more money that miners can collect, the more secure they can make the network. Um, obviously, that was an analogy, so it works a little bit different in the digital world. But I think right. I think it's yeah. it's it's fairly it it I. I Rollo shouldn't needle me too much on that. <laughs> you, I, I can tell you. I think I'm actually kind of like. I'm kind of actually like you know a little little bit uh, like sexually flustered at how much work and effort you actually put into. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dude, like, I'm telling you, so like, I was, I'm, a, I, like, I'm a little like I'm a little excited right now. I'm blushing. blushing. Jared, <laughs> I, I was I, I was DMing you. I was literally playing volleyball earlier today, and I had I had a notepad, and I was like I was like thinking about it, and I was like just writing down little as I thought of it. I was like, 
Oh, the bus driver's arming himself. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just I just picture like a top gun fucking homoerotic fucking volleyball game going on and he's like, Oh, Bitcoin for the guys later. Hold on, guys. <laughs> got some notes to take about Bitcoin. <laughs> They're like, What a fag. And you're like, Yes, exactly. <laughs> Put some pants on, dude. <laughs> uh, That's amazing. Okay. So here is and I, and now I'm going to relate this just because it's convenient right now to the you've probably seen the Bitcoin Bitcoin Cash debate raging yes and and yes. other currents and other cryptocurrencies yeah and and this whole idea of Bitcoin maximalism yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so here so here's here's um uh the the general game plan for Bitcoin is that the bus is going to become the settlement layer. It actually, even though we transact on it now, um, that will not be the case in the future. We will actually, we will transact on second layer or third layer solutions um, because the first layer should be hyper secure and you should be able to, and, and the fees will, cor will, will correlate with that. So if you want to move, um, $5 million uh, and you want that guy armed with some 50 cals on the top, you need to pay for it, right? Um, if you right. want to buy a coffee. You probably don't give a fuck as much. I don't so care. Not, yeah. If he gets, yeah. if he gets robbed on the way, like, all right, like here's another $2, like fine. Like, you know, I, I I'm just not that I'm not super, super concerned with it. Mm -hmm. So the, the scaling debate that happened in 2017 actually had been bubbling under the surface for years prior to that was that in order to scale the network, in order to get more people in and decrease the fees for everyone, we make the bus bigger. Now, rather than building other solutions on top of the bus. Now, this is where the, the, the solutions on top of the bus analogy, I couldn't, I, I was playing volleyball and I was getting really frustrated because I couldn't that's fucking a, figure out a, an analogy for it. <laughs> a double-decker bus, man. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. First class, second class, I don't know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, so, uh, the, what, what happens with the scaling debate is a lot of people said, well, you should just make the block size bigger or the bus bigger so that we can fit more people on it. Now on a cursory glance, that makes a lot of sense. It, mm -hmm. it sounds very reasonable. But that would uh, make oh, it yeah. less secure, right? Or not. Right. Okay. So in instances where you have a hundred seats and 70 people want to get on, nobody's bidding for us for a spot on there. Yeah. So the guy is completely reliant on block subsidies and maybe, and, and so maybe the guy has an AK 47 and, and a knife, you know, but, but he certainly doesn't have a 50 cal. He can't afford it. That, although maybe he can right now, but as we proceed down the line and the block subsidy becomes smaller and smaller because the block subsidy is not really supposed to be a, a long-term part of the thing, right? We've, right. we've mined 83% or whatever the number is of Bitcoin. So this thing's going away. It's so kind of the, 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 the startup juice for it. It's, yeah, it's not, the startup it's not, juice. It's, it's not what it is. It's the, it's the, it's the first stage of the rocket. It's, it's, it's the, the first stage of the rocket. Yeah. Just getting you okay, into space. Gotcha, gotcha. And, then, and then we're really cruising, right? <clears throat> so so that, that, that's, the, that's the deal is that is that eventually this this guy needs to be able to arm himself and 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 protect against highwaymen solely on 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 transaction fees and if he can't it fails because right. somebody's going to rob him every time now the 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 second part of this 
is that highwaymen are highwaymen. At, at the end of the day, it's just a couple guys. But eventually, you're going to go up and start competing against other bus companies yeah. and transportation networks. And those are known as governments. <laughs> and they're very well capitalized. And yeah. they have a lot of resources. And you damn well better have the whole goddamn army behind you. Not just an AK-47, not just a knife, not even just a 50 cal. You need the whole goddamn thing. And so you need to be able to secure the network against these people. That is the ultimate fight. That's why I say this is a kamikaze mission in some sense, is that those are the people that you're going to go be going up against. And if you can't beat them, it's kind of a failed deal. And that's kind of already starting now, right? It's starting. So the end is nice. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a thing that I think it becomes like a like a double-edged blade with with the whole the politicians grasping on a Bitcoin because that has to be Bitcoin's like biggest threat right now is before this network gets up and going and before you do have the capital behind it to protect it, you have the fucking Federal Reserve and the U.S. federal government just fucking biting at the fucking bit to get up in that shit. Right. So fucking it up. I So, and you're right. You're right. And there's, and, and it's not just the U.S. and the Federal Reserve, but it's also other state actors, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the European Central Bank would be just as interested in shutting this down. So would the Chinese, so would everybody. I mean, so so the the, the idea that they would team up and attack it they've teamed up for less well, you could you, exactly you could be bitter enemies with somebody but if your whole lifestyle is threatened you'll ally against the third attacker that that, that threatens your your lifestyle so so well, yeah because this friends this friends all their power unanimously so you're all of an instant fucking threat so, to every single one of them so real quick what's uh it's kind of off, it's on subject but like not on the learning of it so what's up with this whole iran does a cryptocurrency thing have you seen that so what the fuck is that? The gold-backed cryptocurrency? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you can probably chalk a lot of this up to noise. There are some social. There are some. There are some. It's interesting for some reasons, but it's not interesting in the Bitcoin narrative. Okay. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't. You don't need to waste a lot of time on it. Um. Venezuela did much the same thing with the Petro. I'm not sure if you remember that, like two uh, year uh, and a half ago. I kind of remember hearing about yeah. it, but I was. Yeah, really, I, I, was I wouldn't. It's probably got its own fascinating threads. So if you're interested in it, go, you know, yeah. obviously go read about it and report back because I'm, I I'm like sure it, I would be fascinated. But I feel uh, like I'd, it'd be like a penny stock, you know, and you just yeah. jump like right at the beginning, right when I it would, happens, yeah, and I then see what happens. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. But I'm sure, I, like I said, I'm sure it's it's got its fascinating threads. But as far as a, a part of the greater picture, if you it's don't have time not, to waste, don't waste it. Okay. Um, it, I wouldn't think it. it it's. You know, it's it's probably bullshit that, that <laughs> <laughs> they're just it's probably it's probably just what they're saying to go along with everything else that's going on yeah, right now. Yeah. So um and 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 I don't doubt that the the Fed will will try to issue some so that there will be, you know, they they will deploy every strategy and and oh yeah, Libra Libra is gonna be the Fed's <laughs> yeah, maybe I, yeah, it's, dude, I, we're we're entering a very weird time, and I am so excited. That's what I too. keep saying, I keep yeah. saying, like like technology. Technology is what's gonna make it's gonna make or break governments. You know what yeah. I mean? Like either either they're gonna finally get ahead of the curve, which they haven't yet, and they show no sign of actually doing it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be yeah, it's <laughs> so it's like, gonna come to a head in the 2020s, I think. And and oh yeah, and I think it's gonna be, be crazy, and I'm super stoked for it. It's either boogaloo time or not boogaloo. Time. Yeah, I know. And if it's not boogaloo time, it, that means it's really good for me. Yeah. <laughs> or or bad for you. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bad, I mean, I'm, now we have bad a marketing win, for it's us. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh car like besides like a state entity is there any other threat to bitcoin like is yeah. there any like uh other cryptocurrencies can they be considered threats to bitcoin uh so so yes and no i mean yes theoretically but but at this point practically no N not really i and, and and this is probably my uh i'm probably a de facto maximalist but i don't really claim that the to, like I, I've said a million times, I, the only real label I'm com comfortable defending is libertarian. Um, I, so I don't really seek out a whole lot of labels to, you know, I don't know. It just gets like stupid and weird to me. Yeah. But, um, th this is probably part of the, the I, I think that a lot of maximalists almost make out um, the other cryptocurrencies as a bigger threat than they are because they're not like it's it's so ridiculous uh, the 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 bitcoin dominance uh unadjusted is like 65% and that's and, and so you're looking at 35% of the market cap of the total cryptocurrency space is non bitcoin but that's but that that's a bullshit number because a lot of those cryptocurrency I I don't, don't want to like go down a whole rabbit hole but but there a lot of those cryptocurrencies are so illiquid that the actual price of them is bullshit the bitcoin dominance is probably 80% probably more than that and, and that's that's bitcoin against the field that's not bitcoin yeah against, that's bitcoin against everybody else yeah everything so the entire the entire idea of talking about other cryptocurrencies as a threat is just insane i don't know why anybody would waste the time um the the idea of talking about the the attack vectors and the threats that were that that came about from the forks that happened bitcoin cash and and to some extent bitcoin sv yeah i think it's worth talking about those on a social level on like watching out for the particular ways that they had tried to attack the bitcoin network but beyond that i mean you you're really you're just, you're you're going to the horse tracks and and you're complaining about the cat that's in the race like it, it just doesn't make any sense like <laughs> it's not even it's just not a close thing at all and 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 so this is where i get back like i said you you have to be ready the entire point of this battle is to be ready to go to battle with the other bus companies and those are governments and there just isn't anybody that is ready to go to battle with other governments bitcoin arguably isn't there yet it's getting close i think but it arguably is not it, we're, we're we're in a gray area right now we don't have to go up against those governments yet that thank god um but you yeah, probably you're already promoting me and you're already you're underestimating the promotion of government i mean there's a reason al-qaeda went from 400 to 50,000 in a year the u.s yeah. government's good at promoting things it doesn't yeah, dude. And, and so it's dude this is gonna be a scrap dude and so i think that's why a lot of maximalists get very frustrated well it definitely is why a lot of maximalists get very frustrated with altcoin and particularly other bitcoin fork people is that it's like it's like stop worrying about those. Uh, this is the big one. This is the one that we need to worry about. This is our chance, yeah, and, and, and that is why. Now they have some valid points. It is infuriating to some degree, especially because over the course of Bitcoin's history, the majority of it you could send cash anywhere for almost no fee. But that was always supposed to not be the case because somebody's got to pay the bus driver to arm himself. Right. But yeah. it is a change. People were used to companies were built around the low transaction fees on Bitcoin. And I, I don't blame them for getting pissed off because the transaction fees became high as the network became more secure. Um, 
Well, and, and but like honestly, like that should have been something that they should have taken into account because it was upfront and open, wasn't it? Like they was that like a known thing that was going to happen, or was that something that? Well, yeah, yeah, it was a known thing, and 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 they have, and there and there are layer two scaling solutions in the works, and they and they and they're and and they're already live. I mean, I I have a lightning node, like, I, and you can't you can't. I've I've transmit. I I uh, uh, the guy that we had that I said we're going to have on our podcast on on Wednesday, I sent him a Satoshi. Uh, when I first got my lightning node up and that, so that, that is one 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. I mean, it's fractions of a cent. I sent it to him for an additional Satoshi in a fee. Now the lightning network is less secure than the Bitcoin network, but the lightning network is fairly secure. I mean, it, it, it's, it's absolutely fine. Um, it, but there is still some user interface stuff that needs to happen. There's still some liquidity stuff that needs to happen. It's, it's, it's coming along. I wish it were coming along faster. Um, but once it does, there will really be no argument to, in my mind against Bitcoin right now. I, like I said, I don't, there's not really an argument getting pissed off about having to spend at times when the network's jammed up a few dollars to send a few dollars. Like I, I don't, I don't, it's tough for me to get pissed off about that. Um, but, uh, as soon as second layer scaling really comes into full swing, and I think that's within the next year, uh, it, the, the use case, like there will be no reason not to use Bitcoin in my mind. Particularly when you settle on chain, when ultimately, when everything's said and done, you'll settle on chain on the most secure network. I mean, the Bitcoin network is the most powerful computing network that known to man, and it happened in ten years organically. What an insane, absolute, yeah, it's insanity. That's I so mean, crazy. The, the The hashing power of the Bitcoin network, which which would be a corollary, corollary to the 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 loadout on that bus, is crazy. I mean, it can defend itself against just about fucking anything there's some i mean it, it would cost so much to overrun that bus that's uh, fucking that's dope like honestly that's just cool like yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and not only that like to add to the wonderment to add to the just mystique of the whole thing the to, to adapt the analogy to what's actually happening the bus doesn't even really have any weapons on it it's just weapons that exist in space that will match <laughs> down and appear, you know, like, like it's just, and, and nobody knows each other, but they can coordinate and secure the bus. Like it's, it's, it's wild. Like it's fucking wild. It's like the best overwatch system in the entire, like yeah. anything known to man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's truly crazy. And I will be, I will be personally depressed for a year if, if, uh, if anything fails. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cool, man. I mean, it, when you, and when you really start reading about it and start to, to make, to um, you know, take the analogies that I'm bringing to the table today, and 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 seeing how those correlate to the actual network. I mean, you'll just if you're like me, you'll get obsessed. And I'm not even a tech guy. I'm not a techie guy. I've like forced myself to try to become a techie guy. Uh, hey, fiber internet, fiber internet. Uh, I do have fiber. <laughs> internet. That's true. <laughs> so, all right. So, I think uh, my questions would be. Do you have any more analogies or things that you thought of that you're like, oh, maybe I should explain these? Because if not, like the only thing that I was going to ask is like, how do people, how would us three dumbasses start getting into this and like, but getting into it and being confident and in getting into it? Sure. Well, the first is knowing the right people. And you know, you guys already have like some people that know a good bit about it in your network. So like, I like as far as me and Rolo, I'm sure like our DMs are always open. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'll we know that. And help you out. But uh, uh, the, the first thing that I would say is that, um, 
if you're, I, I think, and, and a lot of this stuff changes, uh, over time. Uh, but right now I think the consensus is the best place to get Bitcoin is cash app. Um, well, the best place to get Bitcoin is behind a Wendy's from somebody that you've never met. And, you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but the second best place is cash app. The easiest place is cash app to my knowledge. I don't think I've seen anybody come up with a better solution than that. You might have to do KYC AML, but, um, or you definitely do, which is unfortunate. But, uh, but uh, the first thing that I would say is that you what when you're getting in. I, I guess there's two things. The first thing is that when you're getting in to Bitcoin, before you buy any Bitcoin, you should understand why you should never sell it, and that's okay. really hardcore. Oh no, it does sound hardcore, but it seems like it's pretty important. I know you guys are hardcore. <laughs> I mean, mostly hard, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is you should understand um, what it is. There's a common phrase in the Bitcoin community that's called being a first class Bitcoin citizen. And that is taking all of the uh, responsibility to be your own bank, more or less. Mm-hmm. And um, Bitcoin operates with, uh, and again, I'm going to be a little bit sloppy, but just for just for clarity, but just for ease of use purposes, um, Bitcoin, you'd never actually own any Bitcoin. You actually own a key to a lock that all of those accountants keep. And, and so you possess the right to unlock the Bitcoin and move it somewhere. Um, so you never actually hold any physical Bitcoin, which is actually really cool. It means that when you uh, slip across a border in your Adidas tracksuit, you don't have to bring anything with you except for right? You got to slim down that 48 hour pack, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, so it's, it's an interesting thing. You don't actually have any physical things with, you can, there are ways that you can simplify the process of remembering your key. Um, But technically speaking, if your memory is good enough, you can just keep it in your head. Um, and, and, and so that, that, that presents some really interesting opportunities and some really interesting security features, uh, to, to Bitcoin. But, uh, the, the idea of being a first class Bitcoin citizen is that you actually want to be an accountant for yourself. So you want, and, and what I mean by that is you want to be a node on the network. You want to run a Bitcoin node and what the Bitcoin node does is it downloads every single block that it, of, of, of that of transactions that has ever occurred on the network going back to the Genesis block in January of 2009. So you have recordation of every single block and the, the uh, you can then verify when you receive Bitcoin, your node will check to make sure it's legitimacy. And what it does is it traces that Bitcoin back from Jared to Luke, to Luke to Typo, to Typo to, uh, you know, his uh, alimony, um, from <laughs> her, uh, her accountant to, you know, and all the way back until it was issued in 2013 or whatever. And, uh, and, and it, as part of a, an original block reward from a mining subsidy. And if it doesn't go back to somewhere as a legitimate issuance, from mining, then it's invalid and it will be rejected. 
the other thing that the node does is it is it enforces consensus rules of the Bitcoin protocol. And part of those consensus rules, for example, one of the more popular ones to talk about is the 21 million Bitcoin cap. There will never be more than 21 Bitcoin. It's actually slightly less than 21 million. It's like a few Satoshis less. Um, but by running that node, you are joining the network of other nodes that enforce this consensus rule. And that makes the, the, the network stronger. Um, other people who are not running a node can connect to you if you enable certain settings and that's great i have you know if i check my bitcoin node i'll, I'll have 40 people you know maybe connected to my node um that that they will send their transaction to me and then i'll propagate it out to the network um and and being a a, a first class bitcoin citizen is, is very important if you want to ensure your sovereignty otherwise you are necessarily trusting someone else um, you are trusting someone else to enforce the consensus rules. You are trusting someone else to verify the validity of the Bitcoin that you're receiving for your AK-47. Um, and you have absolutely no say or control in the governance of the network. So go to if you go to Bitcoin.org, you can download a node. Now, it takes some computer resources. So I have an external hard drive that I run my node on. It's about 250 gigabytes at this point. Uh, you know, it's been running for 10 years. So um, 250 gigabytes, it doesn't take much computing power once it's already synced. It just runs in the background. But a lot of the wallets that you can download that that hold the private key to your Bitcoin um, will automatically connect to that node. The other thing that this does is when you connect to your own node on your own computer, on your own network, you are not querying other nodes for block information. So if you own some Bitcoin and you are not connected to your own node, other Bitcoin nodes could theoretically be tracking your IP address and know that you own certain Bitcoins. So it presents a security flaw. Those nodes could be me or they could be the NSA. You, you don't know. You don't know. Man, who I'm already be I've been being watched by the NSA for fucking years, ever since that goddamn termite inspector. <laughs> well, I didn't even it, it's technically speaking, if you set it up correctly, the NSA would would potentially not be able to know that you have any. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Like they, you know, they, they probably have nodes in every city, state. And, and then like you connect to your own. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Because huh. your node is just connected out to eight other nodes and the queries that you send to it are all local uh, and they don't propagate out to other nodes. Man, I'm going to have to like go and, delete stuff off my terabyte hard drive and yo bro i'm already open. i've been i'm investing in like a nice pc i'm tired of having shit computers i'm well, yeah, i know but it, I'm, I'm talking about my here's the here's the cool part is that you don't actually it doesn't require a lot of resources to run so you got look people yeah. run them on raspberry pis um the, the the biggest thing you need right now is 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 storage uh because the 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 network it jesus christ fucking <laughs> 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 He's got to pee. Jared just loves to pee. Like five guns behind him. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of yeah. our house. Well, we're, well, well, we're moving we're right now. Move. Yeah, that's we're moving. Thing. Yeah. yeah, we're getting ready to move. So we had to clean out our safe because our it's our buddy's safe and he's not moving with us. Yeah. So Jared had to clean out everything, but I love that it, he gets up and there's just like his Three AK, guns. his Nagant. I think I can't tell from here, but it looks That's like... That's a shotgun on the right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. crazy. But yeah. Uh, yeah. 
so uh, I don't. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I was saying it. It doesn't require a lot of resources. Uh, I run mine on a low power, like a little Intel NUC or whatever they're called. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't require a lot of resources. The only thing it really requires is is, is a fair amount of storage. I think the blockchain is two hundred and sixty gigabytes or something like that right now. Um, so just get a terabyte hard drive, and uh, and 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 if one of you sets up a node, you guys can all connect to it. I mean, you yeah. guys trust each other right i mean ideally you would all want to set up your own node but like for starters you could set up a house node and then everybody could connect to it um and and uh and you know it's it's a it's a step in the right direction yeah i have a terabyte hard drive it's just full of okinawa porn and movies so yeah <laughs> yeah i i have one too. Takes a different I, light. yeah i, I have <laughs> one too but it's got illegal illegally downloaded movies and probably some porn hey, dude, I'll, are we talking about our hard drives movies. dude i will yeah. never connect my fucking hard drive to anything that has any kind of like fucking electrical properties in it whatsoever because that shit's gonna get aids <laughs> like there's dude that fiber uh, aids dude, my de- yeah. dude you never fuck with a dude's deployment hard drive you don't plug that thing into shit like <laughs> you, even if you wipe it that thing's got cancer or something fucking hidden away in a corner somewhere it comes back 10 years later like always oh, <laughs> i'm like original 90s virus somehow got on it and it's like the fucking kid network can't even detect the thing it's completely <laughs> force rape fucks your entire system yeah that's that's basically what mine is i mean i i have this shit that i got is from okinawa so like it was just a whole bunch of marines giving each other their hard drives and then you taking all the shit off their hard drives you have no idea what's really on there you just put it on this yeah and then, i pick it through that to select all paste motherfucker we yeah. got it i do it at yeah. the i do it in the morning it's done by the end of the day i'm fucking yeah. gravy and then i you, and then i get you know I get back to the future and it's like an anal screening of, I don't know, the guardians of the galaxy. And you're like, wait, this isn't, this isn't even the right movie. Like we're not even. Yeah. Or, or it's the, or it's the movie that's named, but it has like Russian and fucking Korean subtitles and it's like some camcorder recording. and It's fucking terrible. I love it. That's a I'm, different life. Uh, you haven't beat <laughs> off until you beat off to a camcorder recording of porn at a porn movie theater. That's fucking intense. <laughs> That's Some dudes insane. like walking around in the background, can't sit still, find the right seat, and you're just like sit fucking down, shaky, shaky, shaky camming on some old ass 70s bush fucking porn film trying to jerk it. People uh, clap God at the damn end. it. Yeah, people are <laughs> clapping at the end. That just fucks my whole mood up. So those are actually people in your unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. There's no privacy, dude. Like, uh, like on deployment, you have eight guys in a single room that's about the size of my bedroom now with just bunk beds stacked in each fucking corner. So what you do is if you're on the top rack, you take fucking tacks and you tack like your tarp and your fucking sheets around the bed. And if you're in the bottom rack, you stuff them under the top mattress you create like a curtain and then like you wake up at three in the morning you just see somebody's fucking light type lap laptop light fucking <laughs> shining through like their silhouette of them like cross-legged in their fucking bed like beating their dick harder than chris brown beat rihanna this <laughs> is a belt tied to the top of the, the bottom rack yeah dude this is a belt hanging off the fucking springs of the mattress you kind of, ah, ah. and it's like oh i get to go on a combat patrol with him tomorrow this is this <laughs> Oh, well, you're in a porta john full of fucking shit jerking off. <laughs> yeah, that happens quite yeah, we a bit. Go, we, we, 
I, I fucking I leave on Bitcoin and I come back to jerking off. Like, I love <laughs> no, this podcast. you brought it to jerking off, Jared. Nobody else brought it. We were uh, talking about. Yeah, we were just talking about it off camp. Like we were, <laughs> we were like careening into the into view talking. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we shit, that's we were, me. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about your guns in the background originally because you got up and there was like <laughs> your guns were in the background. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry was that's DM. My fucking, that, that's my kid with my big ass fucking knife on it over there, too. You're so cool, bud. Apex Predator. Apex. Apex Predator. You guys ever launch any <laughs> raids like, in the rims in there? Just like, huh? do you guys ever launch any raids like in between all, uh, all y'all's rims in there? Like, just dude, dude, if you act like I haven't gotten drunk by myself in my house and started clearing rooms for fucking fun, you got me all sorts of fucked up. I swear to God, no, dude, me and no. No, no, what no, these I, assholes do? These assholes play, fucking play. Is it loaded? It's fucking. <laughs> is it loaded, dude? It's I not love fun. That game. It's not fucking it's fun. It's the best dude. game in the world. It's, it's not. Fucking I fun, hope dude. it's loaded. It I don't. Loaded. I don't want to die. <laughs> I do. What? Who said that? Hey, don't fucking kill yourselves. <laughs> they always. They. Always, I hear. I hear it through the fucking house. Like our other roommates do it too. They're like, "Oh, you want to play? Is it loaded?" And then they run. They bum rush to my room. Like Typo wants to play. Is it loaded? And I'm like, no, I don't. It's because you're the only one that shows fear at a loaded party. Man. Oh, so we got to fucking, fucking break that. Normal one here. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's I'm glad you're on board. Yeah, you have two parents. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Why do we live with you? Yeah, you, your your parents stay together. You're fucking weird. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Normal ass person. <laughs> Loser. Sorry, I'm sorry, dude. Sorry, my parents love each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. How you guys like Arizona? What? How you guys like in Arizona? I'm oh, dude, from I, here. I like it out here. Yeah, he, he like grew it. up out. Luke grew up out here. I love it. I mean, in all honesty, it's only it's only like really, really, really hot for like three, four months out of the year. And then I get to laugh while my family in upstate New York is getting fucking hit with like eight feet of snow. And I'm like, dude, it's like 55 degrees and sunny right now in December. Yeah. Dude, the Southwest is great. I love the Southwest. Yeah. But Texas is a little bit, a little bit much, a little bit much of the heat, I- but- I knew I loved Arizona, and I saw uh, we were coming back from shooting out out in like uh, like the Buckeye area, out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, we stopped at this fucking Mexican van for uh, food right on the side of the highway, right before you get on the highway. And I'm sitting there, it's like this little podunk gas station across the street, and I watched this like mid forties Mexican man on a fucking horse with like a cowboy hat and everything stroll up to the gas station, tie his horse. He's got a lever action rifle tucked into a fucking like yeah. holster on the horse with like a lock on it too. It's like locked in so nobody can just come out and take it. And he's got the keys on. That's what he's got keys on him for. And then he's had like a fucking eight inch fucking eight inch revolver. I couldn't tell what caliber, but like an eight inch fucking revolver in his pocket. I'm like, I love this fucking state so much. Dude, my neighborhood is like that. It it's a, it's it's pretty wild. Just we keep- need to do a we need to hook up like a mongoose shooting shooting event. Let's get all the mongooses together. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, God, mongooses and the faggot mongo- the fag mongooses, the fag mongooses. Yeah, we the fag gooses. Maybe, uh, maybe as a part of Childerberg or something like that, we can go out to like a ranch or something like that uh, in in Texas and just shoot at shit. Yeah, that. I would mean, be it's awesome. Texas. You should literally literally throw a rock and probably find a fucking range out there. Oh yeah, I mean, and just people go out to like ranches and stuff like that and just shoot at random shit. Oh yeah, that's definitely. what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, that's kind of, well, we were talking about it. Uh, I, I think we were just talking about it on Twitter a while ago, but uh, I'm, I'm going to try and get my like license to uh, be able to give people their concealed carries and stuff like that. Yeah. And no matter what state they're in, you know, you, you have to oh. get the licenses for like a, a few different states yeah. because they have different whatever, you know, laws Stupid about it. Rules. Different levels <laughs> of faggotry. Yeah, basically. So, and it's something that uh, uh, Maj Tori does. You know, oh, he yeah. goes around the, the uh, what is it? Black, Black, Black Guns, Guns Matter. Black Guns Matter or whatever. Yeah. That's so, the best fucking organization on this goddamn country. Yeah. I love that thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so I kind of want to do something like that, but it would be cool to be able to like, if, well, I probably won't get it within the next year, but within the next couple years, I want to be able to do that. And then at events like that, whether it's, oh, yeah. you know, and and be able to just be like, hey, I can give you, I can give everybody, you know, if we want to do this, we'll everybody throw in for rounds, we'll bring guns, and then I'll teach you how to get your concealed carry, and then Dude, I'll submit the paperwork. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that would be dope. Dude, that would be dope. Yeah, hell yeah, man. That that'll be that'll be really really cool. I mean, that's the exact type of shit that I think, you know, Jacob and I like want to have like just random organic bullshit like spinning off of this whole thing like that'd be perfect i mean people could come to childerberg and get their concealed carry and then you're furthering we're all furthering what we you know what we think everybody should be doing (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly well and and that's the other thing so uh the uh insurgency knitting circle i don't know if you've seen those guys yet well i've been we've been interacting uh from somebody initiated it uh last night uh, yeah, yeah. They, I, I haven't. Yeah, I, I, I turned them, I turned them on your podcast. Yeah, I haven't listened yet. I need to. I'm going to like today or tomorrow. But uh, yeah. They, oh, their shit's just super. It'll it'll just stroke the agorist in you so hard, dude. It's all like, it's shit. Like they have episodes on like how to escape from handcuffs, how to pick locks, oh, growing okay. food, yeah. sustainable crops, firearms, tactics. What kind of tactical gloves are fucking good? Like all kinds of ridiculous shit. I, I love, love it. I love the name and I love that logo. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that's my, that's my thing. I think it would be so. We're, we've been trying to get them. We're in like their little, uh, not their little, because there's actually quite a few people in it. But there's they have a Discord group. Yeah. And uh, so we're in that, and they just have they have like you know different things like communication, uh, communication section. They have homesteading. They have everything. And we're trying to get. We've been trying to convince them to go to Childerberg as well. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it'd be really cool because then, you know, eventually if I get those licenses or whatever, you have that, and then you have these random dudes that are, <laughs> that'll teach you how to homestead. And then you got yeah. these other, and we're all just getting fucked up the entire time. It sounds that, awesome. That, that's literally the entire dream. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we want Childerberg to be. Yeah. That's what I want society to be. What are you talking right? about? <laughs> My fucking neighborhood to be like that. Yo, you want to get drunk and get our concealed carry permits? Oh, this is America, isn't it? <laughs> Do you guys have to have a uh, permit in Arizona? Nope. No. Um, if you get a concealed carry permit in Arizona, it basically gives you more leeway in carrying. Like, you can ignore shit, like signs and shit. You can be like, I don't have to listen to that. Yeah. But uh, fucking no, it's a, it's a licensed carry state. You have a driver's license, you, you have a gun. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, it's- like, for... Typo and I and one of our other roommates, we actually got our armed guard cards. So like you have to go through the state to be an armed security guard or whatever. And I mean, yeah, it was stupid. The class was so dumb. It was like the most idiotic class ever. Yeah. But uh, 
like even with that, I mean, it, it basically acts as a concealed carry in seven states or something like that. Oh, and, yeah. But we don't well, have to have it for most of the Southwest is pretty lenient. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole, like, unless you went over to California, I guess. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of places that are going to give you too much shit. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah, what's really nice about it. That's, I mean, that's. Our states. Oh, we're all breaking are... up and shit. <laughs> that's not me. Not my fiber internet. <laughs> I got my fiber internet. Well, but most states that people consider, like, flyover states, like, they don't give a yeah. fuck about, like, gun control, really. It's just, like, major city states like California. Yep. Illinois is fucking terrible. I'm from Illinois. Illinois was horrible. New York. Jared's from New York. He knows about that. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I know that all the people in upstate New York did not get rid of their firearms. <laughs> I imagine. I, I, I live I live in upstate New York. I like it when the fucking city people I'm interacting with are like, we got rid of guns in New York. I'm like, no, you fucking nah, didn't. Nah, you, no. got rid of, you, got rid of, you got rid of some of the guns in New York City. Because guess what? There's you moved the guns from New York City to New York State. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You ain't you didn't disarm those hicks living up in the Appalachian yeah. Mountains. I'm sorry. They're, yeah. Nah. I mean, it's the same way. I'm I'm from Southern Illinois, so I'm like really far south of Chicago, and it's the same thing. Like, no one gave up shit. Yeah. In fucking the fucking small town USA, yep. it's like a fucking arsenal. <laughs> yep. Well, that's why I think it's I think it's funny when these like the more of the left when they start going on and like, oh, you're not going to resist. I'm like, what are you talking about? Almost every single worldwide gun control measure imposed has at the very cap, like the max, a 5% fucking rate of actual compliance. Yeah. Like New Zealand, New Zealand had like a 2% yeah. rate. Um, the bump stock bans in the, uh, the United States where they're implemented had fucking a fuck all rate. Like, oh, I think mean, like, I think three, I think three of the 270 something bump stocks in New Jersey were actually turned in. Like, like I, but the, the entire idea of like, even if it's not guns, even if it's not something pertaining to Liberty, like if somebody, if somebody in Texas passed a no snowboards ban, I'm just like, I'm not turning in my fucking, I'm not going to, I'm not turning in my fucking snowboard. It's yeah. going to be right here. I'm going to be ready to use it. <laughs> like I'm going to be ready to spread my balls off yeah. and, and it's just not going to happen. Like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think some like that thin blue line fucker that we were, that we were all interacting with earlier. It's something that they miss, miss on. It's like, well, we did still be a criminal. It's like, yeah, well, you don't understand the fact there's a bunch of reptile cocksuckers that the stroke of the pen can make you a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and also, well, it's, and also, no, and also, no, I'm not going to stop being a criminal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go fuck yourself. Well, it, it's so annoying it, that the whole idea of like people, when they talk about like, well, why would you even go against the government? Or the police, they have like all this firepower, and it's like, dude, Afghan's been doing it for like fucking eighteen years now. Look how that's going. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have like a, like, they have like a, they have like a twenty-seven percent literacy rate, and they're blowing up fucking armored vehicles in the Western equivalent of pajamas and sandals, dude. Let me, let like, me. I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, and I know this is starting to open a whole can of worms, and we're already late in this episode. <laughs> can, I get, can I get your, uh, can I get your quick take on, on a the recent Iranian stuff, because there's been stuff that's been coming out this week and, and it just looks like it's, uh, it, it looks like you we're edging in a particular direction that I don't want to be edging. You mean oh, like I think the U S shooting down like the Iranian drone? Yeah, dude. Well, no, no, there was not just that. There was something recently, uh, no, I, I, Iranians taking the, is that what you're talking about? Luke? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Iranians taking the, uh, British, yeah. the British, uh, oil ship. The second yep. one. Yeah. oil oil ship they don't know if it's actually like yeah the, that's yeah. What, the iranians said that they were illegally uh oil moving ship. oil 
Yeah. <laughs> well, well, aliens. Like the list yeah. was a passenger ship. <laughs> See, the, the, the thing with that is, dude, like, I mean, Scott Horton talks about this a lot. If you apply it to us, like what we are doing to Iran, yeah. we would be at war with them already. Like, uh, I know we talked about before, like, uh, like we, like we fly in their airspace all the time. I mean, George W. H. Bush shot down a commercial airline in Iran that killed like 200, 200 civilians. Yeah. Like th- there's so much shit that goes on that like, everyone's like, they, it, what makes mainstream news is like complete bullshit. Like, yeah, I, I'm not saying Iran's good and they're, what they're doing is right, but they're doing what any other nation would do. They're trying to defend themselves, show force, so it's like, hey, we're serious that if you fuck with us, we're going to retaliate with whatever we any way we can. And the idea so that mo- the idea that Iran is good or bad is like almost insane in itself. Just like any other country, it, that would be yeah. like going onto a slave plantation and and judging the slaves as bad because of what their slave owners are doing. Like exactly, yeah. exactly. Thirty eight million fucking people that most of which are probably just trying to get their next meal. And you're just like, Iran is bad. Like, that's well, that's, that's like, one of the things that I saw in Afghanistan was the fact you go you go outside of Kabul and you go out into the fucking countryside of Afghanistan. Those people don't give a fuck who's in charge. They don't even know they, who Afghanistan they don't know who the president is. Yeah. They don't care who the president is. Half those, most of those fucking people are just like, you fuck with my farm, I'm gonna go grab all my boys with our AKs and we're gonna come fucking shoot you and then we're gonna go back to bed. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. there's no, it's, so you look at that and you're just like, there's no fucking, and you, you're not gonna act like for half a second that even when the original regime before we went to Afghanistan had power that those people gave fuck all about that regime yeah. in, those, in those villages. And I'm talking about the real people, not the fanatics that fucking our mass media likes to try to show as being everybody in those, those countries. I'm talking about your fucking farmer that's waking up every morning with his fucking 17 kids because that's their farmers and going out and fucking sowing his plantation like that. Like you're, you're bombing that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy, man, but, but it just seems like the last month or so we've just, it's I, just, been yeah, I, 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 I don't think at least with the, Trump's first presidency. I don't think we'll see anything escalate enough to go to full scale war. It'd be the end of his first presidency. It, yeah, but if he if he gets reelected, uh, what does he have to lose at that right, point? I, I don't know. So that's I, a different. Uh, he can yeah, feed that. I'm I'm strong from other people doing shit. Fucking yeah. complex. Yeah. That politicians have. They all so, feel yeah. that that's a good reason to vote for Marianne. Say again. Would you say that's a good reason to vote for Marianne? i think i'm 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 on the uh like the boogaloo wagon i think kamala cop harris is our our best proponent for a good boogaloo <laughs> to, to, get, to get fucking yeah. rolling like i feel like she's just gonna go fucking balls of the wall with that shit and God. that's kind of what I'll, i'm tired of this all this like creep, creep fucking sidestep bullshit and the tyranny let's just get this shit going man yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a classitarian <laughs> yeah, you are. You're, cl- you're, you're It's really weird though, because like me and Luca, the anarchist, but Jer- and Jared's the minarchist, but he's like the one that's always like big promoter of the boogaloo. Like he's the number one promoter of the boogaloo. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, I just, I just hate shit, dude. I, that's all it is, man. Everything just makes me so damn angry, and I think you're just naive to think that any of this shit can be fixed with fucking voting. 
Like, nah, man, this shit's done. This shit, this shit's been destined to collapse since like the fucking nineteen hundreds. Like, it's just a matter of time. Whether it happens in my lifetime or in the next five years is anybody's fucking guess. But there's no way the amount of corruption, bloodlust, and fucking greed that is permanent in the elite political class of this fucking society is going to continue to permeate like it is, and it's going to end in anything fucking with rainbows and fairies. You, you're an idiot to believe that. <laughs> Oh, actually, Carr, I was going to ask you, like, uh, well, what, what, what side of the political sphere would you think you were on before being calling yourself a libertarian? Like the agri, the agorist beauty that we enjoy and love today. <laughs> uh, uh, before I don't, I, so I'm like a, a rare case, and I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, trying to be like the true Scotsman or whatever, but I'm the rare case that that uh, that I didn't identify as anything prior to being a libertarian. I was pretty much apolitical. Uh, I, I was into, you know, surfing and drugs and girls until I was <laughs> and, and and into, into being an act, being an actual human being instead yeah. of a reptile uh, yeah. 18, yeah. 19, or yeah, when was Ron Paul was 07 and I was 19. So I, I think that, you know, and then I was like, holy shit, this guy like makes a shitload of sense. And, uh, I wasn't like, I mean, by the end of the campaign, I was like, this guy has a th- knows a thing or two, and then I bought a couple of his books, and then it spiraled out of control from there. So I I, yeah. I didn't my 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 dad is red meat. Uh, I was telling you know he's a Vietnam vet, and then my my mom is I would say she's like blue dog almost like uh like probably a little bit more left leaning, but like when you really press around anything, she's probably more conservative. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I just kind of didn't, I didn't align with either of those things. And particularly as you guys know, I mean, you guys aren't that much younger than I am uh, growing up during the Bush years with, with, uh, you know, it was pretty easy to not really get on board with the Republicans all that much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for, oh, yeah. for me, for me personally, it was like, I was, uh, as I was coming into like the years where I could like understand politics really. And it's like, at the same time that I'm learning Oh, like Republicans are like my parents are Republicans. They're like, oh, we're small government. We want, you know, the government to stay out of stuff. And then I'm looking at Bush, like past the Patriot Act. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. I'll be, there's something crazy going on here right now. This is, yeah, that doesn't seem very small, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've always always been, and I know everybody's, uh, it's like kind of uh, overused, but I've always been pretty anti authority, anti authority, uh, not, not, not anti-authority, but for the sake of being anti-authority, but but you need you need to explain why why I should be listening to you. Respect, and when, when people respect is respect is given, not earned. Is, yeah, and 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 there are plenty of people like there like there are people that I've worked for that I'd follow them to hell and back, you know, and uh, because mm-hmm. I know that they know what they're talking about, and I know that I learn a lot from them, and so on and so forth. But there's a lot of people that like seem to think that they have granted authority that that and I'm like, nah, fuck, now nah, fuck you. Like, yeah, I, that was I, me. I don't need a part of that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that that's a kind of like goes into like uh like the differences in like leadership style that you see in the Marine Corps. Even like like for me, from looking at it, I was more of like uh this is this is why you will listen to me. This is why you will respect me, and fucking like kind of laid it out and portrayed who I am, and it, I gave them the reasons as to why they should listen to yeah. me, and it worked effectively for me. Whereas you have some other dude who's like, I'm just gonna yell at you, yeah, who as loudly and as much as possible until you listen to me, yeah. It's just it's one of those like differences and that type of shit. Yeah, and then it's like yeah, too many too many people just they 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 think just because they've achieved something that they should be treated with respect by everybody else around them, and it's like no, go fuck yourself. Well, this is more for Jared and Luke, but uh, at, like when you talk to your parents about like libertarian ideas, do they ever tell you like oh it's just a phase? Like <laughs> yes, all yeah. the time. 
And my my parents my parents think me not being a racist is a face. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, they're like fucking me not hating black people. It's like, oh, you're just you're just still young. You don't see it yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's my oh. fucking life. I don't. All right, Malanu, chill out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man. Noogaloo. Hey, hey. Noogaloo. Hey, now, now they're Larry Sharp supporters, though, so I'm making progress. All right. Yeah, I got them for the... My dad voted for the first time in 12 years, and he went out to vote for Larry fucking Sharp. I got him to listen to one video by that man, and then he actually went out of his own accord, went to a rally for him, and listened to him speak personally. It was like, this is this guy's it. This guy's awesome. And yeah. they actually went out and voted fucking libertarian. I was like, I mean, it's still voting, but it's still like I've got my parents from like neoconservative Republicans that are like, this Larry Sharp guy makes a lot of sense. I'm oh, like, yeah, dude, that's a, that's a step in the right direction. I mean, voting doesn't matter anyway. So like, it's not like they did anything in my view bad. Like, it's, I, 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 yeah. I want the mindset there. I care less about the voting, but more of the fact that what they're supporting now is more ideologically consistent. I think. I think you, if you took a, a a segment of the most hardcore anarchists and just said, "Hey, a bunch of neoconservatives went out and voted for Ron Paul," they'd be like, oh, "Well." Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it signifies a shift in 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 viewpoint. Uh, yeah. you know, voting is, doesn't matter anyway, so who gives a shit about that? But like, it's a significant shift in viewpoint. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. Because Larry Sharp, I, everything I've heard from him, and I, I, I granted, I, I get him all the way, but like, he mm -hmm. seems hardcore. Oh yeah. Oh, he was he was amazing. Yeah. Um, like, because I'm I'm from New York, so then I see this an actual a viable libertarian, like a real. Libertarian yeah. candidate, the man that's sitting out there, and be like, "Ancaps are my friends. They're yeah. they're the ideology of our party. We can't we can't dispose of and I love ancap. I'm not an ancap, but I fucking love ancaps. Yeah, and it's like and everything he had, like this is a man that's sitting on stage, and he was like, and they're like, well, if you do this, they're gonna cut federal funding. And he's like, good, get yeah. rid of it. I don't want federal funding. <laughs> he's yeah, like get rid of. It. He's like, I will do everything in my power to get rid of federal funding. And they're like. Well, how are you? How are you gonna like fix things with less money? And he's like, he's Dude. like, how are you gonna fix things with throwing more money? He 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 in a it's, lot of ways, not in st not stylistically or aesthetically, but in a lot of a lot of ways, reminds me of Harry Brown. He just had he just has the ammo at hand to respond to whatever, and and in a consistent, clear yeah. way that conveys the message. So, hey, he's well, a marine man. He was a marine. He don't he don't give a shit. He's just gonna hammer you. Yeah, he, yeah. you can't go after that man. That's the thing with like it, it like anytime they have debates on like anything, if you always notice, like everyone always says the libertarian wins. And yeah. I think yeah. that means something as much as like most debates, at least public debates are always like trash. Like they talk for like two minutes and like you don't really get the full point across or anything like that. But just the fact that like everyone's like, oh, yeah, that guy won. And it's like if that guy's like convinced you in a debate that he was the best debater, like why like why aren't you voting for mm -hmm. At least yeah. that party more. I, I would don't know. You, would you use me? Would you say libertarians are the master debaters? <laughs> I mean, it's. I think for, for that me, wasn't a for serious me, question, Jared. Potato. Hey man, sometimes I'm slow. Sometimes I'm slow. Slow up no. that. Well, and my thing with that type of so well at the beginning, your first question that you asked us, like your parents, like, oh, it's just a phase. Well, and I like. I feel like they kind of feel that way. Um, my parents are super blue. They're true blue, like true blue. Uh, I yeah. mean, I have lesbian. I have lesbian parents. They they could only associate with the Democratic Party in the last twenty years, you know. So, um, but I I did just get my mom to uh, start reading the Libertarian Manifesto. Uh, 
Uh, Murray Rothbard? Yeah, Murray Rothbard. Yeah. For New Liberty? Yeah. Hey, that Dude, that book is amazing. That's heavy. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I started reading it, and, uh, you know, I started reading it a little bit ago. And, I mean, most of the things, I've come to my own conclusions before I started reading Rothbard and things like that. Mostly listening to people, I mean, all Gary the podcasts. I fuck, <laughs> well, Gary Johnson was one of the first, like, I can't stand him now, but he was one of the first people that really got me into what libertarianism is. And I didn't really understand it at that point, but I mean, he got me here and then, uh, but yeah, I, I got, I got her to download it and she's going to start reading it. Dude, and that's I, a great book. And especially for people for that book is great for people who have uh kind of like uh pragmatics, not the right word, but like, kind of like, I don't know, like mechanical minds, like gear, gear yeah. need to turn, you know, it's because it, it, it really provides uh, like kind of solutions to how a lot of the stuff would happen in the free market. I, I really love that book. I, I don't talk about it enough. That's a great book. Yeah. But yeah. And, and my parents are stupid smart. Like they are, they yeah. are ridiculously smart. Um, so Roth- that was, and Rothbard's just great. I, I, I know it's a, it, it comes into and out of vogue to just kind of like rip on Rothbard, but man, I fucking love Rothbard. I know, like you. I mean, reading any of his stuff, like how can you? It's, I just even even when and, and there's stuff I don't agree with him on, but even the stuff that I don't agree with him on, it's thought provoking, it's stimulating, it's like really enjoyable read. I just like, I really like him. Yeah, he yeah. Just it's makes not anything that even points. if you disagree with him, it's not without it's not without intelligence that he's yes, saying. Exactly. It's not without an argument to like, it. That's what you're doing. It's not something that you could just dismiss. <laughs> well, he, that's what you're doing here, you sneaky dickhead? <laughs> well, he just breaks things. He breaks things, like you said, like it's very mechanical and it's just like, it's very much, this is how things work. And from understanding how this works, this seems like the most viable solution. And and this is this, then this must be this. And this is how we must proceed. Like that's like, that's, that's just how it is. And, and something like, because like for new Liberty, man, I'm so glad you brought that book up because that is a (laughs) great book for, for it answers a lot of those questions because there are some, like, I remember when I was like really starting to look into, uh, you know, when you first get into libertarian or when I first got into libertarianism, I didn't really understand. I, I didn't know that anarchism was a thing. And then as yeah. I started to read it and I started to see the word and, and you know, you just kind of associate it with chaos, chaos. You know, from your schooling. You're like, Ooh, like what is, what the hell is this? And, uh, and, and then when you, he, he just like catches you as you're falling. He's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Here, here's it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No, no screams, only dreams now. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's how he is. And it, and it, it's just like, I dude, I remember, I remember being like getting out of the military and being like, Oh, I'm a libertarian, you know, like I'm a libertarian. Yeah. I'm, I didn't know really much about like, uh murray rothbard i didn't know shit i didn't know jack all about libertarianism i knew yeah. i knew fucking gary johnson and socially liberal and fiscally like yeah uh, that, i was i was gonna say why did well, like i just had a curiosity and i'm not like attacking you like, why did you say why did you say you were libertarian did, were you attracted to like was it gary johnson or like what well no it wasn't gary johnson it was like it was that idea of what socially liberal and th- okay. that idea it was a great slogan like by far yeah. one of the best slogans it's it, it doesn't it's mean that. shit people kind of rip on it but honestly like for people that are willing to like think just a little bit like that's when, not awful it's not an awful end yeah i don't think it was bad because when you're stuck in that box of like blue or red and that's your only options yeah. and someone comes to you with like i'm 
socially liberal and fiscally conservative and you're like wait there's another option at least a third option and it kind of breaks the barrier of like oh my god there's a third option yeah. and then once you get to that third option it, it just expands your yeah your ideas like maybe oh, yeah. there's not just a third option yeah there's you're another option. heroin and reading anatomy of the state curled up in your bed yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for, for... go ahead jared i'm oh, sorry uh, for me, it was uh, like that the Gary Johnson brought me in. Then not long after Gary Johnson brought me in, I see the debates and it was actually Austin Peterson that made me stay. Dude, like that. Yeah, like he is a, like he's a fucking hardcore, like real fucking like uh, uh, I think he borders between like a classical liberal to like a minarchist. Yeah. But he's like that man's that man's about his shit. And like the way he spoke and everything like that, I heard, hearing him at the debates, I was like that that's the man my ideology aligns with at that time i think i'm a little bit more extreme than he is oh, now, yeah he's still awesome he used to like waffle on like do i believe the nap so and like i i don't really like austin peterson all that much but i will say this well i, I mean whatever like he, he's 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 great he's a great landing he's he's he, he I'm, I'm far more i'm far past him now but yeah. i i did it he's the way he debated and the way he talked about stuff was, way for was really awesome. hardcore second amendment guys and 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 hardcore kind of like that like constitutional guys and stuff like that. I think he's a, he's mm. decent enough gateway drug uh, for, for that kind of stuff. I, he, he would waffle on whether he believed in the NAP and stuff like that. And no, for media yeah. attention, but I will say this, the guy could, the guy could articulate points and argue them. And like, it, it was really fun to watch him do some of that stuff, despite my hesitations mm. about him as an individual yeah. that's representing libertarianism. I, he could, he, if, if you lobbed him something on, property rights or guns you could just see him foaming at the mouth like he was oh, yeah. just fucking yeah. oh yeah thing out of the goddamn park and honestly based on based off his twitter as of recently i think he's actually going further down the rabbit hole i think he's slowly like ever since his runs his uh like election runs i i i think from his twitter i think he started he's he's going deeper down the rabbit hole i i i hope so but i will <laughs> this bit of caution is that he's done that before and he did that oh has it man for people that for people that were already pretty you know hardcore in you know four or five years or three or four years ago he he does this and it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of like a media thing but if he proves himself to be true blue like i will welcome with open arms because i'll welcome anybody with open arms but i would caution anybody that's that that like enjoy his stuff promoted stuff to people who are second amendment guys and stuff like that, that you want to bring further to your side, but be cautious because yeah. it sometimes is a little bit of a troll. I feel like that's, I feel uh, like entering into the libertarian party. I feel like for anybody, like any, a newcomer is just one tricky fucking obstacle course. Well, so you got everything like, from like your Austin, Austin Peterson's Gary Johnson to like yeah. fucking Liberty hangout and fucking everything else. Well, and they enter into it. And, and that's why I think a lot of these dipshits get like the, uh, well, libertarians are just Republicans that smoke weed. It's like, yeah, if you fucking think Liberty hangouts, fucking libertarians, dude, yeah. like that's not. Yeah. Well, well the sort of, thing is that with Liberty Hangout is that they're not even Republicans that smoke weed. They're just Republicans. Yeah. They really yeah. Are. <laughs> they're not even Republicans. They're not even that fucking far yet. They yeah. don't even smoke weed. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what I was. That's what I was saying with the Gary Johnson thing. That like that was the thing that cracked me, and it was like I don't know. It, it may like for me when I was growing up, like the the social issues were like my big thing. Like I didn't know shit about economics or anything like that. So like the social issues were big. First off, my parents were gay. So it was like, you know, they couldn't have civil unions. They couldn't even get married and things like yeah. that. So it was like a big deal for me. And then, sure. you know, I grew up kind of in a, in a, 
a lower class neighborhood in in West Side Phoenix. So a lot of my friends were Hispanic or, or black. And, you know, uh, I saw the things that they went through that maybe I went through kind of in similar ways, but not completely. Yeah. And then the SB 1070 bill dropped. And it was like, you know, that was the big Joe Arpaio bill that they could, it was basically like stop and frisk in New York where they could just ask everybody whatever they wanted. Like, Hey, give me three forms of identification. And uh, so like the big, like after joining the military, it was like, I, I just, I didn't like the democratic party at all anymore. I was like, you guys suck. Yeah. And I kind of went more conservative but then Gary Johnson came into view and I was like, oh, it's kind of more of where my speed is. This is a very central centrist kind of ideal. And that's yeah. very much how Gary, Gary Johnson portrayed him and yeah. it portrayed himself. And then, I mean, in the three years that I've been out, <laughs> I mean, I got out and I was like, I'm a libertarian. Like I know I'm a libertarian. Red and blue is dumb. And then, yeah. and I remember talking about anarchists in you know, one of the groups and I was like, God, anarchists just make us look fucking bad. You know, they're, 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 they're <laughs> you ain't wrong. Anarchists <laughs> aren't real libertarians. They're, they're, they're the ones that make us, they're, you know, they're the, they're the tea party. They're the, the progressives or, you know, they're the, they're the ones that make libertarians look bad. And within the last three years, and I think mostly in the last year and a half, it like accelerated. And I was like, nope, fuck the state, fuck everything war's bad the economy is shit right now we need to fix it like and it just went downhill from there and now i'm sitting doing a anarchist podcast with two other marine vets yeah yeah which <laughs> is where <laughs> this is our this going is to, our flow state right. this is our flow state right now <laughs> yeah i'm going to childeberg next year I'm gonna, I'm going to yeah. no, no we are we are uh just to put it out there we're all three of us i think are 100 percent have plans to make it out to childeberg next year i mean we live together so i mean, who's driving really that's the real real question of how to get out there who's driving yeah who, who are you gonna peg it on uh probably typo fuck him yeah fuck typo yeah, that's my. Book. I knew it. It's so people can drive, and me and Luke can get drunk in the backseat. It'll be yeah. an adventure. Yeah, we'll, we'll just play. Is it loaded the entire way? Will, <laughs> Is it into a fucking eighteen wheeler? I don't give a fuck. You would be doing us a favor. Shut up. Dude, it's going to be great when you guys come down. It's I I think that this Childerberg is going to be there's like a lot of people that are kind of mumbling about coming down and then uh and then not to mention that there's just going to be a shitload of people at the lnc the entire time so like why not bump down to the park and drink a beer with a couple people you know so uh yeah even if they, there isn't a shitload of people camping but i think there yeah. might uh there's probably gonna be a lot of people swinging through i would think oh we're we're getting a, we're awesome. getting a two-man tent and then we're all gonna share it yeah. <laughs> i might take the 2 a.m to 3 a.m shift that's, that's what's up <laughs> we'll, we'll post it we'll post a fire watch by fire watch i mean fiddle everybody's buttholes watch but you know same thing. <laughs> I might bring my laptop and my belt <laughs> that, yes. that's, mon, that's mongoose energy that's yeah that's, that's, right there. <laughs> we're gonna make you a mongoose when we get down there bud. <laughs> you better okay so if you want to be a mongoose you need to bring your yeet cannon your adidas track suit a belt some lube and uh i think lube? Uh, uh, like, a, like a hot like a hot lube iron. Like a hot iron. lube, pussy. Oh, dude, you, that's yeah. that's for me to know and all of you to find out. Lube, lube is like condoms. Why the fuck do I need it? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I need the risk in my life, or it's not fun. <laughs> why, why do you think we bring belts? <laughs> 
the Adidas tracksuit motif is like my favorite thing in the world. I just like like the, the stupid ass pictures of you guys like, 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 like pasted onto just slight like, like Chechen rebels and stuff like that. <laughs> that's not that's not Gregory M mostly, man. He just like Dude, he fucking he's a meme. He's he's such a he's such a meme god. I Dude, love him. Greg is very funny. I've been in like a chat <laughs> with him for like six, eight months now, and he's he's so fucking funny. <laughs> Dude, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's always at the top of my DM list. We're always chatting back and forth. It goes from everything of him like throwing fucking meme caches at me to like getting into like really in depth mechanical discussions about like firearms. Yeah, because I, I think he talks to me about it all the time because I'm like a hundred percent about it. And then he's like, Oh yeah, because he probably tries to talk to our chat and like we're all retards on that stuff. So, yeah. so. He, he uses me. For, he uses <laughs> me for his gun outlet. Loaded and like I just hope I don't have to use it. <laughs> like, whereas Greg just like, yeah, well I've got like my rifles located here, 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 and here. Carry here. <laughs> <Got the hole. laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like great, it's like yeah. have you guys have you guys seen that matt car you probably haven't seen it but it, it's this guy matt best he does uh black rifle coffee company uh yeah aren't they are are, are they are they like libertarians or are they kind of like oh no they're nah, fucking they're, like they're conservative all right if they're thin blue line they're the nationalist oh you guys interacting with them and one of you was like somebody was suggesting them to you to be on the podcast and they're like eh, i don't know if they agree with our views well, well no <laughs> so they're so gonna that... take what they're gonna take one look at a couple of our episodes and be like ah yeah <laughs> yeah that was me yeah i was talking to one of the guys he wanted to put us he wants to put us on one of his nascar cars or something like that like biting the bullet but he oh. wanted to bring black rifle coffee company and all that and i was like yo man like we'd be down yeah, but, but i don't know if they're gonna want to put their name next to ours that's but, not uh, gonna look good yeah. but yeah but where i was going with that was uh there's there's like he throws up videos every once in a while matt best and there's like this video and i just picture greg being like this where Matt Best is like, this is my everyday carry. And he like pulls it out of his pants and it's like a regular nine mil. And he's like, this is my car carry. And it's like a 45. And he's like, and this is my other one. And he starts pulling like just these <laughs> M240 Bravos and like <laughs> an M1 Grand. And he like pretends. They're all like, it's, <laughs> yeah, dude. they're like in his pants and shit. We need, we need, a, we need a meme of uh, the Adidas tracksuit in the combat load, loadout of like a laptop and a belt. Like, or- <laughs> 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 well, you heard it here, mongooses. Uh, no excuse when this episode drops and you hear this. The uh, the fighting mongooses at biting the bullet need a meme of, Four of either all of, <laughs> like of all us getting up some laptops. So you're talking to Greg. Greg, we need you to do something. <laughs> Yo, that's that's what needs to be on the fucking patch. It needs to be a Gagsden flag and a fucking mongoose with a belt around its neck and a fucking laptop next to it. <laughs> With a helmet on. It has to have a helmet on. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm dying on that hill. It has to have a helmet on. And it's called a Gagsden flag. Gagsden flag. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, ga- oh shit. You I'm the slow idiot. one now. <laughs> oh, you fucking did it too, you bitch. Trying to make fun of me earlier. Oh, shit. That's fucking amazing. This was beautiful. <laughs> All right. What do you, what this do you was think? so it's worth it. Is, is, this, is this getting into wrap-up time for the show yeah, now? Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, we, so. we always are, 
we run long with guests because I don't have we don't I don't think we have any way of really checking the time as we go. So there's no way to spot check us. So we just keep going. <laughs> well, as long as it's rolling, man, keep it rolling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> People can listen to a two-hour episode. God damn it! Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. Shit, people listen to the Whiskey and Rebellion episode, and that was fucking two. And hours. I'm barely coherent half for half of it. I don't yeah, even know what the fuck. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, we've been meaning to talk to you about that. Dude. <laughs> yeah, this is this is your intervention, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I fucking I don't remember shit from that episode. That was I was we having a great. Know. I, we know. Dude, I was having a great time, man. It's, I don't one beer turned into another and yeah. then they're all gone. Yeah. Car, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but he literally passed out on our kitchen floor. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I, oh, I yeah. Think saw him. Did Greg meme some, one of them or yeah, something? Yes. He, yeah. he, he, he cut him out, but he was literally, it wasn't even like our kitchen. It was like our side room that has a kitchen table. He was underneath the kitchen table, passed out. <laughs> Go big or go home, motherfuckers. Now you know what to look for in a Childerberg, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got Jared passing out in random places, and Typo's going to argue with you about random shit that makes no sense the next day, not remember it. Yep. Perfect. Well, I'll be right. I'll be right. <laughs> Come to Childerberg, everyone. All right. Car, uh, car, go ahead, throw out your plugs. You can include Bird Arcus if you want, I guess. No, I don't, uh, because he's already ahead of me in followers, so it's strike me. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to um, promote uh, promote Childerberg where you have the opportunity to give it the dates and everything you guys are looking at for next year's where to follow that and everything. Like oh that. God, I'm here in the headlights. Just go to Childerberg.com. Uh, uh, it's C H I L L D E R B U R G dot com. Uh, I don't know the dates and I keep throwing out wrong dates, so I'm just not going to say the dates. It's May. It's late May next year. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jacob from Tasting Anarchy is is handling the the bulk of that it's gonna be a good time it's a big libertarian meetup in texas outside of austin we're gonna do it during the libertarian national convention and try and rob some rob some people from them and convert people over to uh the fighting mongooses rather than the political uh political class uh and uh, uh. You, you can find uh me over at friends against government podcast uh with a co-host who shall not be named <laughs> nerd <laughs> <laughs> nerd all right it's well, the go summer ahead. i did i i know i saw the tweet man it's the summer of bird apparently yeah yeah that's what it looks like which is really unfortunate it's going to become very aggravating <laughs> <laughs> it's road toad it's road toad all over again yeah, i know man yeah road toad all the way through the winter and now it's the summer bird it's it's getting uh <laughs> getting pretty tough for for car camp it but uh thanks thanks a bunch for having me on guys this has been a blast yeah I, we had a great time man um we'll definitely have to have you guys back on and I can't wait for fucking Childerberg. I can't fucking wait. That's going to be so much fun. Get, uh, all you guys on uh, to the Fatcast all at once. We had Jared on earlier, but uh, we need the whole the whole squad. Oh, the squad? <laughs> oh, God. We're down. That's going to that's gonna be one of your longest fucking episodes ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four hours. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Jared's going to no, pass out halfway through. Yeah. But no, anytime. I mean, from my experience, dude, being on your guys' show was a was a fucking blast. It, it's not much different from doing like this show. It's just it's it's, it's a great time. So felt, anytime, it's, it's, and I know very faggy. It was very. I felt, I felt all, all the all the fag, and I wanted nothing yeah. less. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. Uh, Jared, go ahead. Throw out your stuff. Type. Throw out your stuff. All right. You can find me on Twitter at the mongoose oh eight six one, and then. At the real typo. 
because I'm the yeah. only real typo. I hate You're you. such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm at Keep It Real Luke. Uh, that's the uh, Biting the Bullet podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, anybody have any hey. last final words? Just uh, oh, as always. Uh, I wanted to note how stay frosty mongooses. I want to note how heterosexual your your handle is, Luke. Like the Keep It Real Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made that shit in fucking high school. <laughs> uh, I just want to can't change it now. It would confuse too many people. Yeah, exactly. I just want to thank Carr for coming on. Uh, you were a big help when we started our podcast, and uh, really appreciate the support all the way through, man. Dude, I, I'm I'm just stoked. You guys like what actually we went through and went through the emotions and made it. It's uh, it's I I love the podcast. And you guys are filling like a incredible niche in this community. So uh, I'm glad you guys are doing it. Fuck yeah, man. All right. Well, that's the motherfucking show.